Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Power Your Life. I'm Joanne White, your host. And so many of us wonder what happens when our loved ones pass on and and is there a way to connect with them and how do we connect with them and what are some of the beautiful messages, if so, that that we can receive. So I have somebody who is incredibly gifted, a medium. She is Elaine Portner, she's an author, a yogi, a spiritual teacher, and a global speaker, and has been making a difference in the lives of thousands of individuals and families for the past 30 years. Elaine specializes in receiving messages from loved ones or guided spirits and delivers life-affirming insights and direction. Clients who experience Elaine's style describe it as feeling a sense of euphoria, connection, and supportive change in their perception on their personal and or professional journey. Her engaging manner, humor, and straight-to-the-heart insight has gained her a loyal following. Readings provide connective and supportive change in both perception and realization, assisting your personal or professional journey, and also bring healing and clarity into your life. Elaine has a beautiful book, Medium Memoirs, Messages of Love, Hope, and Reunion, which is a collection of true stories of love, compassion, hope, reunion, and forgiveness. These accounts of actual channeling sessions will warm your heart and expand your belief about personal transformation, and it's an incredible book. I have it right now. So welcome, Elaine Portner. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. Beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks so much. I want to tell all these wonderful people that have been waiting patiently for you, we're not doing readings today. We're going to set up a special show. Elaine and I just had a conversation, so we'd love feedback from you folks as to what you would like to hear. If you still would like to talk to Elaine, ask her a few questions, not necessarily about those who've specifically your loved ones who have departed this earth plane, that's fine. But if you're expecting a reading of sorts, another time we'll schedule it, and Elaine is 100% for it. All right, so there we go. Let's talk about how you're understanding of being a medium was that something that happened Elaine when you were very young how did you connect with those from beyond is there a story that goes with that sure sure and I'll make it a quick story (laughs) Um, (laughs) even though it wasn't a quick story the connection to divine um, God essence what many of us call the superpower or something outside of ourselves happened when I was very young 
And what has happened over the years is it has moved itself into understanding that I can be of service to those who want to hear from their loved ones. Uh, so it pretty much happened like overnight as far as how I can serve because um, I had always been involved in metaphysics, even though I was in the corporate world. Um, and so what happened in opening up a lot of yoga centers after the corporate experience, I recognized that this is a place where people gather where they really want to learn, let alone work with their bodies. So there was a lot of mind-body spiritual connections going on. Although it was a business, I was very preoccupied with that aspect of it. And then I had a dream that was catastrophic, but it was a dream that um, it was an experience, I should say, uh, that many of us were involved in, and that was 9-11. I had been doing a lot of dream workshops. I had always had the psychic sense. I was reading my friends and neighbors, and they didn't understand where the information was coming from. But I would always share it with them because I actually wanted to know if I was right. So what then right. happened is while I, right? I mean, I want to know if I, what I'm hearing or seeing, feeling, sensing, knowing is true, even if it was pregnancies from people that I was running with, and they didn't know they were pregnant. I did. So I found that so peculiar because not only was I hearing things for myself, but I was hearing things about other people. Um, and with the fear of becoming a nosy neighbor or being gossipy, I kept everything <laughs> private. But, right? I mean, you know, who wants somebody to know? You know? We don't really want to believe that somebody else can hear something that we can't hear. So this is the aspect of my teaching because I'm not alone. I am not different than anybody else. I really want us all to develop our intuitive muscle. So I had to really follow that and understand how do we develop that muscle. And so what then happened um, – on 9-9 is that I had a dream that was a nightmare and I very much um, paid attention to my dreams. I always taught dream workshops and many of us, all of us can receive information in our dream state. And so when I heard uh, or saw uh, something incredibly eerily the same as 9-11 in my dream state, I was pretty much freaked out and I didn't understand what I saw. I then had to go back uh, and understand why would I see that? I don't know what it is. Well, on 9-11, everybody understood what that was. And I was personally freaked out in a sense uh, from my psychic sense and told a friend what I had seen on 9-9. So she and I were in um, shock that something like that could happen to someone. What I do recognize always is that when we have uh, information and we share it, um, it's a validation that that can happen for somebody else as well. What I also realize is that when spirits and symbols show themselves, it's answers to questions that we have. So I had to go back so and I have answer. A or sure. What was my because question? Because you, you were in your dream, and I totally believe in dreams, and I work with dreams and teach them too, and I also believe that we all can develop, like you said, our intuitive, our psychic muscles. I think that that's, you just have to have the support and know how to do it. But you were given that dream, and oftentimes people are given dreams sometimes to for a level of awareness, sometimes to change the outcome or to affect something, why do you think you were given that specific dream? You couldn't change it. You couldn't, you, you know, you weren't able to create some kind of red alert or whatever. What? How did that dream serve you? That's a great question. 
great question. So I had to go back because what you just said is true, is that we get answers all the time, sometimes in our dream state when we're more vulnerable. So I had to say to myself, what question am I asking? And the question that I was asking, because I was picking up on my neighbors, I asked the question, how much can you know? I found it fascinating that I could know about my neighbors. I found it fascinating that I could hear things from a distance. I never anticipated that I could hear things that far away and it be, you know, the ability to have forensic psychic sense. I'm not interested in that. But I was asking the question, how far away can you hear guidance? Even if it's something that is as big as 9-11, it shocked the heck out of me. So I kind of went into a closet for a long time about that. Um, And I have since learned that many other uh, astrologers, psychic sense, um, therapists have heard or saw visions of that prior to it happening. Um, So what then happened is we opened up our center on 9-9. And I said to myself, well, you know, where where are people gathering? And I need to set up meditations for people. Um, So a lot of people started to go to yoga centers uh, to meditate, to support what was happening in our country, uh, to support those who lost their loved ones. And then what began to happen in those meditation circles is I asked the question, how can I serve better? Because I didn't want to understand about forensics. And the way that I began to serve people is that in those meditation groups, I started to describe the people that are around each person in the meditation group. And that caused unbelievable sentimental reactions and I realized that that was exactly what I wanted to do. It was bringing families back together for people who think that they are no longer with them uh, in, in a reality in our life and um, connecting to the loved ones that you feel that you have lost that are always, always, always around you. And if you need my help in finding that, seeing that, sensing that, or validating it, that is what I do exclusively. Uh, and that has become a, an amazing passion for me because I see what it does for other people. You know, what What I find so amazing is that people, like you said, when, when people get those messages, when people hear that guidance, they they are shifted in some way. They are moved in some way. And I, I think what was happening with you around 9-9 you know, was not only a validation, but because of the... I'll say nightmare, because of the atrocity that happened, people needed to come together. People needed community. People needed support. People needed guidance. And hence, you created this 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 kind of sacred space, Elaine, for that to take place and, and for people to be able to come together and also receive messages. What is spiritual activism? <laughs> jump around with today. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. I love that. I love that. So they're just two words that I love putting together because what happens is it makes it active. So if you're going to be an activist, which many people are, even about political parties and, uh, you know, poverty or, um, you know, all different types of causes, um, I'm probably that spiritual activist where I, you know, I'm on a rampage, if you want to call it that, because I've done 7,000 readings and I, it's contagious for me. And I feel as though <laughs> I'm creating that activity because that's part of activism, right? It's feeling that within yourself 
so that you can do something and make changes. The spiritual aspect of it is is somewhat like the hearing it or the sensitivities that we are all born with, and we have the ability to activate them so we can connect on different levels other than what we only see with our eyes open. So the contribution to it is evolution of consciousness. So if I have the, the glorious honor of waking people up, even if it's delivering the message for those on the other side or those people that are in front of me, that is spiritual activism. You know, it's so very important because people need to know that, that, there, that there isn't necessarily a finite piece to, to life, and it goes on in different ways and, and different circumstances actually beyond this earth plane. Like, but I think it's important to recognize the, the, the soul and the energy that, that is within us, and, and that sort of comes through in my mind when you do these readings. I have, to, I have a quick question because my mother, when she was deceased, she used to come in and turn the lights on and off. She doesn't do that anymore. But lately, in the last few months, I, every t- I am seeing this beautiful white butterfly. It's probably not the same butterfly, but, it, you know, it would be a lone butterfly. No, nothing else would be there except this butterfly. I'd be walking or looking out the window or, or having a thought and, and needing an, up, an uplifting message, and there, to me, it's my mother, and there she'd be, just <laughs> giving, to, you know, giving me, a, a, and I would feel that connection, that love, like, like, like she was saying, you know, I'm with you, I love you, and it wasn't in words, but it was in this symbolic butterfly. What do you make of that? Uh, yeah, first of all, it's beautiful. And the reality is for many of us is that we are having those confirming um, appearances and connections to those on the other side. Um, And so what has happened um, personally or for you is that you did already experience that through the lights. Uh, Usually it is through electrical. And usually they'll tell me how you are seeing them. So that a lot of that can be confirmed in session. Furthermore, what's happened to you is that it's transformed, which of course is a butterfly, isn't it? So the transformation into the butterfly is exemplary of the flight and the lightness. Now, what we're also saying is that at some level you have transformed even some of the thoughts perhaps of the grief of losing her or the connection of where she is now because they are also learning on the other side. Some of it is parallel to our own lives. All of it is complete love and appreciation. So she is like leading your thoughts. You just admitted that when you have those thoughts, sometimes, you know, that butterfly comes around. So it is a deep connection to her, although it has transformed in some way. So that's just beautiful. It's white light, but it's also flowing, which is really important because you are, and it can actually travel because you're probably reaching to people, not just in your location. And maybe that's also the metaphor. You know, I, I totally agree with that, and I think it's wonderful. Thank you. And also, like you said, I think she's transforming. Years ago when she passed, I said, I wish you could come to me in physical form, and the message that I got was that she couldn't. So the, hence the lights, that was the most that she could do. And <laughs> But now she's. I think she's in another, you know, another level of her evolution, as you say. So, so I think that's, that's wonderful. 
When you work with people, you have so many beautiful stories, Elaine, in the book, and I'd love you to share a couple of the stories or, or at least one that moved you in some way, and not just moved you, but the people that you were helping to receive the messages. How did it change them? Because that, that really is what we need right now, filling our hearts with this love and compassion, not just on this earth, but from the other side. Yeah, it's quite amazing. So I'm going to um, extrapolate a story that um, is actually not in the book, but it's in my repertoire because it just shows me how things are always changing, even the processes in which I'm working under. So quite recently, um, I've been saying to my clients or groups of people and uh, crowds or, you know, whoever's in front of me, look, we're, we have to get beyond the fact that this can happen. I don't care if they're skeptics. That's really great for me. It, it doesn't matter because I love the surprise factor when they end up crying in my session, you know, and I'm not saying right. crying out of tears, but it's almost like shock, right? So what happens right. is, is that I ask everybody to stay wildly open because I am. And they may ask for certain people that they want to contact, but I am telling everyone now that there may be people that are coming into our sessions that you didn't ask for but we need to reference it, and the only person that can do that is them because it's their story, right. not mine. So, for example, I was working with a woman. We met at a hotel and, and in Woodlock, and we had a great experience. Most times when it's an audience, people want more, so that's when they book the private, and we sit together and we go through you know, the hour of what's happening in their world. That was happening. We were having a beautiful, beautiful session. She was connecting to her parents. All of a sudden, this entity came in, and he said, Thank you so much for taking care of my son. She really didn't understand what he was saying. And I said, well, he has an A name. And she said, well, none of my children have an A name. And then she went, my son's best friend's name is Austin. And I have been taking care of him. She said, who's doing the talking? He referred to himself as Mr. Tierra. We both, upon feeling what that weight was like, just started crying because it's just so beautiful. And what happened right. was, is Mr. Tierra was a neighbor, but she did not know him. She never met him. He perished in 9-11. Wow. When he came in, he was saying to her, thank you for signing the papers. And I said to her, his wife couldn't take care of the son. She adopted the son because it was her son's best friend. And whoever in the world would ever think that somebody could come in, even to a, I was shocked into a session like that to say thank you to her when she never met him. So when he questioned her with what papers did she sign, she signed the day before papers for her son to live with his son in college in their first apartment because they went to college wow. together. So this is how many years. So that was the connection. Somebody comes to right. right, but we have to stay that open because we really don't know. It's so easy for family and loved ones to come through. But can you imagine she did that and out of the goodness of her heart, never thought in a million years that his father would come in and say thank you. And it's a That's wonderful it. blessing because she, you know, she, she got validated for, for the humanist, for what she did, for a beautiful act of kindness and, and bringing them together. No question. Yeah, beautiful, like crazy beautiful. Right, right. So... 
when you, I mean, when when you first started to receive messages or hear guidance for yourself with dreams or whatever, what what was your first? Re- was there a fear? Was there an unknowing? How did you how did you validate that? I mean, you said that you spoke with other people, but initially, there's that that personal validation. What did you do with mm-hmm. that information? Well, I think that's a great question, and what the good news to me. <laughs> is that I never had an ego about it. Even as little as I was, I actually, as all of us, everything is relative to the nature in which we're being nurtured, perhaps. And I actually felt like it was a really good friend that I was talking to, in a sense. And it was, right? It's my, my God or my faith that lets me know that there's something larger than myself that's probably in greater control than I am. So it made me feel really secure, and I probably use that a lot as we all do. Some of us admit it and some of us don't. And some of us don't connect like that, but many of us do. So when it, when it moved itself and transformed into, you know, being of service to other people, um, I have never had an ego about it. Um, I'm excited and all I want to do is share, but I actually feel now that I'm working for those on the other side more than I am working for people who want a message. So it's really changed and maybe staying humble to it that's happened, I guess. I don't, I really don't know. So, so I love that. So when you say you're working for those more, for more for those on the other side, what does that mean? Is that in terms of their evolution or getting the messages that maybe they weren't able to give when they were in their, you know, on the earth plane to, to their loved ones? How are you supporting those from the other side? I think it's all of that. And I really didn't know that it was going to be that way. In fact, um, it, that, this also has been an evolution because we have to know, Joanne, that we are changing, but so are they because it's all evolving. So what's changing is that um, many of us are asking for signs and seeing signs because it's really possible to make those connections on our own. Uh, many of us are mediums because we can assist and support those processes. My feeling is, is that they really do want to talk to people. And I'm starting to understand that I didn't think that they ever had needs on the other side because they don't have the physical body. And so it's just soul consciousness, but soul consciousness is evolving. So I guess uh, I'm thinking, I don't know. My perspective is, is that be, their consciousness is changing also. May, maybe it's karma or, or whatever it is. And so they need sometimes to contact us to move forward in their consciousness, if that's possible, because it helps us. There's no question that we are suffering more in the physical body than they ever will be. Right. Well, sometimes, you know, I know that that when I've worked with some people and their father comes in or whatever, sometimes it's a way of of saying that that he is sorry for whatever, you know. So sometimes it's, even though they're not in the physical body, they may be carrying, like you said, karma or stuff from the past that is weighing. And again, I'm talking in physical terms, and but which don't necessarily apply, but maybe heavy on that person's soul and therefore being able to connect and release and apologize or whatever, you know, can, is part of the healing process. 
Yes, uh, it's, it's a great in, intricate detail of what this is, but it's pretty powerful because what I originally used to focus on the fact is that we were the ones that were working, you know, walking around with uh, some, some of that, and we could call it angst or even if it was resentment or quietness or heaviness or however we want to uh, describe it. But I always contend that they are not. What's done is done. And so in the human form, we have the habit of focusing on that which we believe is out of order or um, sometimes the lowest point. Um, even if it's really submerged, we're still carrying it around, whether it's an emotion, a feeling, or, you know, I don't know how to describe it because it's different for every person. Uh, but my right. point is, is that these types of medium services have the huge potential to teach us about our own consciousness because, after all, that is all that it is. Um, and we know this currently in our culture that it isn't that somebody's really doing something to you. It, they are, you know, their, their habit is to do things for themselves, not really maybe caring or something about somebody else, but the way that right. it manifests in our minds, right, can be uh, problematic. And so my point is, is that you never have to walk around with that. Um, it's also exactly like Oprah shows, right, where you have that person who comes in and um, forgives their perpetrator. You know, it's the same right. thing of releasing and letting go uh, thoughts that don't serve you. And that's the point of reflection that's possible within medium services. Whoever's need it is isn't really important to me uh, as the server. Um, it, so I just let it happen. And if it's supposed to, it will for sure. Well, and, and in a way, it, it's serving both sides, you know, those beyond and those, those on the earth plane who may need whatever that message is. And, and, and even the response from those that, that um, are on the earth plane may actually help those who've passed on to, to grow and evolve. Let's talk more about this kind of evolution of consciousness because you've worked a lot with with those who have passed on and they bring messages beautiful messages and healing to loved ones in so many ways what what if anything have you learned or 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 have they taught you about our own consciousness and how we can move that forward okay i'm not being a smart alec but we know nothing Sorry, you know it's so oh, interesting because Dad, I was so like ready important. for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. The thing is, it's like you know, um, wherever you go, there you are at times. And I always say, you know, whatever you think you know, you have to drop it sometimes so it doesn't like create a web of knowingness. Because the reality is, is that it's you just have to surrender. Uh, because what happens is, and this is. A, a further, you know, a more complete answer to your question of what have we learned about our consciousness is just almost habit. So what I recognize in people, we just talked, discussed about what people walk around with consciously sometimes. And secondly, what happens is, is that we are here now, but we don't always focus on the here and now. We focus on the past and we focus on the future. And so what really has to happen, especially in the moments of these opportunities to speak with the other side, is that that brings us into the empowerment of now. But it's something to learn that, ooh, that doesn't feel so normal for a lot of people. 
And so they have the monkey mind. So it's about meditation and learning to calm ourselves down. So if I've learned anything, it's that most people are living in the past or they are worried about the future. So the present moment is so significant to not only hear guidance, but to enjoy and keep your heart open to the experience that's happening now instead of what happened and what's to come. So that's what I've learned the most about how people are really thinking critically. You know, I think that's beautiful because that, that helps us be so present within every moment and, and really cherish the, the now, like you said, because if you get lost in the future, you get lost in the past, Something about where you are at this moment gets underrated or, or ignored, and, and over the past, I don't know, I just feel right now more strongly than ever just the preciousness and the gratitude for life. So, you know, we have a lot of people who are just wanting to speak with you, and like I said to oh, people, sweet. we're not going to, but let's, let somebody's been holding for a really long time. Let's see if they have a question that you can answer. Are you are you game, sure. Elaine? Game, okay, game, good. game. <laughs> game on. Okay. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air. Well, hello, you're on the air. Guess not. Okay, hello. Maybe not. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear us? I can hear you. Yes. Do you have a question for Elaine? Uh, yes. I was wondering, my name's Laura, and I was wondering if you see any changes coming for me with a move. With a move. Okay, can you tell yeah. me, um, you know, we said we weren't going to do this, but I'm there, so I'm, I'm always game on. So uh, <laughs> is that Laura? Is that what you said, Laura? <laughs> you can just always Laura. poke me and I'm there. Um, did you say your name was Laura? Yes. Yes, that's what her okay. name is. Okay, Laura, just tell me what uh, 4 2 24 April 2nd, what, what are those dates for you, if you don't mind? 4 2 22 April 2nd. Um, okay, what is that to you? Nothing. <laughs> I, no, I okay, can't. so we don't want to say no, right? Yeah. Because sometimes we're not comfortable right. with their language. So there's something that is, uh, is there any particular employer address that you're talking about that is located at 42 or 42? Is that a resonance or a number that is significant to you? Try not to say no because no pushes it away. So stay broad-minded with me. Yeah. And is that anybody's okay. birthday anniversary? I'm not that I'm aware of. Okay, so point. talk to me about April. Why is April significant to you? Is there somebody on the other side that was, uh, is that their birthday? Is that you? Um, no, not, not that I'm, I mean, Okay, so what happens is, is that yeah. I just want to say two things about this. So, Joanne, what I do now is I have everybody record the session because what happens okay. is, is that um, I'm obnoxious at this point. I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is that that is very significant to you, for you to understand some type of code. And I don't mean to be so, dis, you know, um, playful about it, but there's something that's going on. So I'm going to hit you with it one more time. Okay, Laura, I need you to explain okay. to me why is April significant to you? Is that somebody that you lost, somebody's birthday, somebody's anniversary? Whose birthday 
or anniversary is that, please? April to you. Well, my father is born in April, but on the 18th. So maybe. It doesn't matter. That. Okay. So was okay. your father on the other side? Yes. Okay. Well, there so you go. there's also significance here. Yes. So there's also significance here. Um, are you making a choice between employers or you just want to know if you are moving and then being employed by somebody else? What's happening? So the second, more like the second, I'm on a contract, but I want to get a house. And in order to get the house, I have to move into a position where I'm getting paid on a W-2 instead of a 1099. Okay, okay oh. so that's the two. <laughs> so that's the two right. right there, the W-2. Okay, so let me just finish oh, this uh, up because the, <laughs> the private details uh, don't matter, yes, right? Yes, we want to move on to. Or whatever. Yes. Okay, so what, here's what's happening, and this happens all the time in the session. I don't know if I said this to you yet, but there's a T that's significant in this also. That might be very relative to your father. So what's happening is, is that when somebody asks a question like this, I automatically jump to the other side to get the answer. And what happens is, is that he's being assigned to help you with his work, with your work. Now, the reason why he's coming in is because you have strong influences about him and his work or your work compared to his work. So what happens is, is that you can now be assigned and then you begin to talk to your father so that you can work with him on him overseeing your good luck because the truth is it's going to happen for you. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to get the information in about uh, either four. I hear the four again. So it's either four weeks or four months. That change will happen for you. But you have to remain positive, and you also have to connect with your father on a different level. So ask for his help because he's here to provide for you, and he wants to continue to do that. Whether he did that in life or not, doesn't matter. He's able to do it now, and this is a relationship that he wants to change with you, for you. And so you are check, being checked to see if how open is your heart because you don't have to go this alone. You can actually ask for support. You're probably somebody that really doesn't always ask for that help, and he's saying that you can, so he's showing back up in your life in a different way. So you're assigned to him, and you can use him. And, again, the T is very significant here, too. I think that's wonderful, Laura. Did you get all that? Did you get all that? Because we need to move on. Uh, okay, sure. Thank you very much. appreciate it. Sure. Good luck. Thanks for asking. Thank you. So as you're talking about all this, which and it's wonderful, you you know, oftentimes people don't know, Elaine, like what's the significance of a number? What's the significance of the of the month that you're talking about? And so I love what you said that you actually then go <laughs> to those people who pass because they know exactly what they're talking about, those people on the other side, and they help to bring the clarity to those of us here, so we really receive the message in its fullest intent. Yes, and the other thing is, Joanne, is that many of us are walking around asking that question that spirit can answer, and the question is, how am I doing in life? Does my father see me? Do they know that my life is going on? And so they always do because they can explain something that's on your kitchen table, so right. the thing is, is that they do know, right? And so they appear and they talk to you because you have to situate your heart differently to not think that you're alone, that they really are there and they can be very specific with you and they can be very helpful. So it's almost like people get homework and they get assignments, but it's really 
about the physical, spiritual makeup of what you're carrying in your heart to change and stay open so you can enjoy life with greater love. And I love that because it really is about being open so that you can appreciate and receive all of the messages and the fullness of life and also maintain that beautiful, that loving connection with those on the other side. So how about one more? Are you game or we'll see where we are with time? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Shall we say game on? (laughs) Game on. Okay, here we go. Hello, you're on the air? Hi, um, this is Donna. Hi, how are you? Hi, Donna. You have a message for a question? Yeah, I was thinking that that was for me because my birthday is April 22nd. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's that's very, very, very possible. But here's what happened. It's a multitasking that goes on. If I'm in a large group of people, say 100, 200 people, there's a multitasking that's going on because they're all clamoring to get to you. So sometimes there's something called a cleat-on, which is a message for more than one person. So you're exactly right. Bingo. Yes, that's the answer. And guess yeah, what? I, my mother's birthday is in April, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <That's> April. <laughs> I, I can hear the spirits once in a while. Um, I'm very audio that way. And I heard my mother and her voice. And she said, I'm going to be awarded. Can you find out what they meant by that? Because I have no idea. Maybe, I don't know, something in my life or. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, Oh, oh, that's interesting. That's beautiful. Okay, so what I'm hearing, your mom is pretty poetic or something, is she? Poetic? Sweet? Um, Poetic. Poetic. Well, a lot of wisdom, like, yeah. And she used to say sayings, yes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hear that. And so she corrected the um, word that you used, and she said the word rewarded. You were saying oh. awarded, and she's saying rewarded. So that's oh. really interesting because that means that something – now do you understand it? Uh, no, I know the difference of awarded and rewarded, yes. Okay, well, she's explaining the difference quite poetically and saying that something's coming back to you. And what it is, it's a confirmation of some of the hard work that you put in and the yes. truth is, is that um, she's allowing herself to be a metaphor for her coming back to you in your life in a different way. Oh, lovely. It also has ramifications on earth as well. So it's also, again, another multitasking message, but it's also that you're rewarded within your own life. Um, actually, it feels like maybe a certificate of some sort. Are you expecting that or are you completing st- studies or something? What's going on? No, I'm not studying. Um, hmm. No, I am looking for work and um, a relationship. These are things. Maybe I'm going to be rewarded in receiving a relationship that will go into marriage because this is something I've wanted my whole life, was to be married. Hmm. I'm 60 now and it never happened. Okay, so the thing is, is that, um, so I also heard this too, thank you. What I'm hearing is that um, she's saying it's, it would be funny for her to say not to get ahead of yourself. Maybe that's something that she said. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's saying that, you know, not the end clause of something. So she wants your heart to stay open to the currency of love, however it shows up for you. Uh, the initial M is important here, as in Mike or Mark uh, something or Matthew, uh, something like that. And that doesn't mean that that's the person 
or the male character. It just means to stay open to them, uh, even as friends, because it has to begin there first. So we want to even feng shui our house. She's telling me that you need to do that. Actually, she's being really specific and telling you that you need to wow. clean up your, um, your front hall. <laughs> I don't okay. know what that's about. Do you, understand, do you know that? Yeah, I have a little bit too much clutter in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be some of her things or something that you're saving. So she's saying no need to do that, but she wants to make sure that you free yourself up. So she's saying do that in your house so you can receive the company. Oh, oh cool. nice. <laughs> well, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All that way to the heart. Um, so just appreciate it that way. She's quite a lovely, lovely uh, being, and she loves you dearly, and she's hanging around. Uh, also might be a hat of hers in that closet, and it just indicates that there's um, – no real need to hang on to the hat uh, because uh, her she's around you. You did say that you hear her, so you don't have to have it regulated in a hat. It's almost uh, like extra things that you're carrying and holding on to. So make sure that you're not doing that in your heart as well because you can be free-spirited just like she is. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, thank, thank you thank so you. much for, for being on the air. We're going to go back. Appreciate it. Thank you, sweetheart. So, Elaine, we do have more people, but as we've been saying, because we're almost out of time, that we're going to create another show, a very special event with Elaine so that she can receive guidance from the other side for people, and we'll set that up. Email me, joanne at dr, joanne white, J-O-A-N-N-E-W-H-I-T-E.com, or at Blog Talk Radio, and we'll get this done. So, Elaine, you are incredible, and, and what I want to say is that the messages just just flow. You know, I was saying to somebody initially, I don't know if you want to go into trance, or, you know, some people do, but <laughs> right. your messages, the connections just just are so direct and just flow through you. So it's it's wonderful how you've been this this channel for all of this stuff. Well, thank you. And I appreciate, um, I also, um, you know, I'm learning, right? I'm a student of it also. And so just having these two experiences and that April date or April 22nd connecting to more than one just told me that, um, the, you know, the airwaves are the airwaves and that uh, <laughs> they can even get to more than, right, the next caller type of thing. I, lo- I love that. So you taught me today. That's just pretty interesting. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. So tell people, Elaine, how they could get a hold of your book, how they can get more information about you, and your book is Medium Memoirs, Messages of Love, Hope, and Reunion, and how they can schedule private appointments to connect with you and get more of what they need. Beautiful. So I'm popping up in all kinds of places. Let me be clear about my name spelling. A-L-A-I-N-E-P-O-R-T-N-E-R.com is my website, which has everything on it. It has media. It has my services. It has the events that are happening. So if you wanted to book privates, you would be doing it through that website as well. So it's pretty self-explanatory. If you have any difficulty, you can always send an email through that website and we will connect back to you uh, immediately within 24 hours, I believe it is, and uh, we'll schedule appointments for you or groups. Uh, many people are having a lot of events, girls' gatherings, these types of things. I have other events that I'm doing, which you'll see on the website um, 
There's one in Hamilton Skating Center. So I'm telling you, I'm showing up anywhere and everywhere uh, tomorrow evening at 530 if anybody is local. Uh, over the weekend, I'll be at a hotel. A lot of the hotels and the wellness spas are offering uh, teachings and medium services and lectures about this consciousness uh, because we're wanting to understand mindfulness. It's the next fitness craze. I did own a yoga center for 20 years, and I sold it two years ago because I understand that the teachings can be best served through mindfulness and medium services. So that's why I'm propelling all of us uh, into that because yoga was so popular 20 years, or wasn't as popular 20 years ago as it is today. I can tell you that this medium work is exactly the same thing. It's going to be developed and continued for many, many years. So uh, I'm also this weekend at Nemecolon, which is a, an incredible resort. Um, in Pennsylvania, and I also uh, do a lot of work in Florida, and I also will be at Woodlock Lodge, which is a phenomenal spa and wellness center as well, um, to offer medium services. I really do fly around because I know that I need to because they do too. <laughs> I just realized that. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. We didn't spend a lot of time on mindfulness, but can you sum up a little bit in terms of, of that whole mindfulness, we, a, a final message for our listeners? Yes. Uh, seeing it as a sense of fitness, uh, to be healthy of mind, body, and spirit. Um, in order to make sometimes those spiritual and physical connections of how to take care of ourselves like a temple, uh, we need to understand what is in our mind space. The only way that we do that is if we get quiet and we release the distractions that are going on in our lives so that we can understand it. That way, I might be talking myself out of a job, we really wouldn't need a medium, right? Because we would be hearing ourselves uh, without ego, and that's what's really important. Um, so that is mindfulness, to explore and expand our consciousness uh, in different ways. And it's done with different people differently. It's done solely by yourself and so it's the exploration of your mind that is mindfulness. And so what happens is, is that when we take the time to discover that, we know that we see everybody else inside of ourselves and we're no different than the person next to us. So there's deeper connections. Our heart can stay open because we don't have to protect it or be in fear of any other person or thing. And so it breeds love. And that's what I teach. And it has happened for thousands and thousands of others. So I'm really honored that you gave me this time and space to um, explore with some of your listeners and actually share some of my own uh, experiences so that maybe we'll do it again. You know, it seems like there's an interest. And uh, I just really appreciate this time, right? Stay in the present moment. <laughs> right. And we will do it again. But in the present moment, something that you said, too, is that, you know, you almost said you may be getting yourself out of a job. People, just like you said, when you were getting those dreams and when you were having that information, you needed validation. So oftentimes we do receive messages, but, but sometimes it's just so wonderful to have someone else like, like an Elaine Portner who can say, yes, that's exactly what's going on, and, and then elaborate or give us more. So you are a wonderful being. I appreciate you. Can, where can they buy your book, Elaine? It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Okay, wonderful. Thanks so much for being such a beautiful being, and we will do it again. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you so much for the opportunity. My pleasure. Take care. 
So remember what Elaine said is that going, you know, being quiet, taking that time to really listen within, and when we do, it may not necessarily be receiving messages from the other side, but receiving messages from our inner self or something really helps us move forward into our own levels of consciousness and also helps us expand. Next week, we're having Melanie Greenberg, Managing Your Stress with Positive Psychology, and guess what? Mindfulness, too, and that's August 23rd. If you've missed any of wonderful Elaine Portner, you can go on Blog Talk Radio or my website, docwhite.org or drjoannwhite.com and find out more and find out about upcoming events, free articles, and remember that you are incredibly beautiful and powerful and can power your life even with one small step at a time. Thanks for joining us and have a beautiful day wherever you are. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the Upbeat Show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.